Welcome to Tag Me, a social media podcast. We'll be connecting with your favorite people and brands on social media to share their tips and best practices with you. My name is Audrey, and in this episode, we'll be learning how social media plays a role in PR from Kareen Eldor, a senior contributor for Forbes. If you're interested in her advice, stay tuned. Kareen's Instagram handle is linked for you in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's learn a thing or two about how social media plays a role in PR. She has written for Vogue and Coveteur and has been on panels for Create and Cultivate. She is currently a senior contributor for Forbes and mainly writes about female entrepreneurs and thought leaders. You may have read one of her stories because most of them feature talent, creatives, and brands with a big community on social media. Let's welcome Kareen to the Tag Me podcast. Hi. Hi. So excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you as a guest. So we actually met during Fashion Week, was it like three years ago at the Camilla and Mark, I think, preview show? Yeah. Oh my God. That's so crazy. It feels like literally feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like a very long time ago. So for people who may not know you, can you share a little bit about what you do and who you are? Sure. So, um, so I've been, um, a writer for Forbes for the past three years already, which is crazy. It's gone so fast. Um, but now I'm a senior contributor for Forbes, primarily for Forbes women. So I focus on game changing women and like all the badass girls um, kind of rewriting the rules, I guess, I guess you could say. So female entrepreneurs, founders, and even just um, cool, like cool women that are paving the way and kind of, even acting as thought leaders. And um, I've also written for Teen Vogue and Coveteur, and I'm doing a lot more um, just speaking on panels, like Create and Cultivate. So yeah, so I, I, I guess I like to say that I'm um, a storyteller, primarily. Can you explain a little bit about how social media plays a role in your job? For sure. So I mean, it's, it's so incredible because uh, social media and obviously Instagram specifically has completely almost leveled the playing field. I like to, I mean, of course it's democratized access to so much, but I mean, even someone like myself now, you know, it, it's a two way street, but if there's a founder that I want to write about or interview, if, if I don't go to their PR, like I literally can just slide into their DMs and be like, hey, um, love what you're doing, uh, would love to feature you for Forbes, what's the best way to get in touch? So of course, I normally get a great response because most people want that kind of press. But I mean, it's just amazing in terms of like how I've established all these connections through through Instagram. So talking about sending people DMs, what are some do's and don'ts when you're requesting to work with someone? First of all, attention to detail is super important, right? So if somebody DMs me and they misspell my first name, like if they put like, if they um, write my name out as Karen, like K-A-R-E-N, or put an E after my name, I cringe. That's, that's the first thing. Because, and that sounds so basic, but you would not believe how many people, I'm sure people misspell your name as well all the time. I get the EY all the time. If you want to know that somebody is paying attention to you, you want to know that they're paying attention to those details, right? Mm -hmm. So the name thing is number one. The other thing is um, they'll DM me and then they'll like right away write in my comments, send you a DM. 
And it's like, I feel that it's such overload. You don't want when you don't want to feel that somebody's doing the most, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think there's a very fine line between being eager and, you know, um, really you're trying to pitch. And so eager is good and not persevere. Yeah, I guess persistence, but also not to the point where it's um, almost too aggressive. So I just, you know, and I really try to get back to everybody, but there's times where, you know, it's hard, like I might open it, read it, I leave it on red, but I haven't had a chance to respond yet, but I kind of want to give a thoughtful response. So I usually, I'll usually reply and send the person to my, to my email. But also I was going to say what's amazing about, so with Instagram is not only has it like leveled the playing field for people like me to approach really anybody, but, and for founders as well, but it also, I have to, Honestly, all the PR relationships that I've cultivated have been through Instagram. Like it's been PR PR people who I feel they like we resonate with each other mm-hmm. and we we get each other's vibe and it's when they didn't come out they didn't come at me too aggressively and we've established friendships. Like I've established a rapport with so many PR agencies and so it's, um, yeah, that's where it's like a very reciprocal relationship where mm-hmm. we literally became friends on Instagram. And now I'm happy to tell stories about their their clients. Yeah, so that's been great. So when a PR person or even a brand founder or someone from their marketing team reaches out to you, what would you advise their message consist of? Or like, what do you look for in messages that you think are really well thought out and you're like, yes, I want to engage with this person. You know, you kind of want to feel like the person did their research, right? So I love if, you know, if they reference, like they can say like, love the piece you did about whatever brand. I always feel when it's sincere, you can kind of just tell. So if they just say like, hey, Kareen loved, loves the piece you did about whatever for Forbes, or I was, I was a huge fan of this story. Um, I have some, have some clients or founders that would be a great fit for your column. What's the best way? What's the best way to get in touch? And that's when I'll respond and give them my email. A pet peeve of mine, actually, in that message I don't like, I'm finding people now are saying something like, how can we, like, how can we collaborate or work together? It's not really a collaboration (laughs) necessarily. So how can someone use social to build relationships and just raise awareness of their brand using social media? When you understand social media and branding, it's definitely to your advantage, for sure, in terms of doing your own PR. The gateway between brand founders and writers is much smaller now, or Mm -hmm. right, so there are less borders or boundaries. I would say, you know, maybe scoping out the writers that can best help tell their story, build their network, One of my favorite ways to find editors in a certain industry is I'll go to a brand that's really well known in that industry that gets great press, um, has recent press, and I'll look and find, you know, people who wrote those articles or I'll go on certain platforms that if I'm looking for beauty, maybe I'll go on Birdie. 
and I'll see like who's writing about certain things. And then I'll look them up on Instagram and I'll look into see what they've been writing about. I'll follow them. I'll get to see like what they enjoy writing about. And then if it's a fit, I'll reach out to them. Yeah, that's such a good, t- it's so true. And that's, I think that's how people have found me just in general. Just, And I think even Twitter, like you can see um, like everybody's handles. Like I think Twitter is really a good resource for finding ed- editors, especially um, like you said, Birdie, but who, what, where, and my domain. I think those are like really good ones to find on Twitter. I feel like literally just digging on, you know, going through that rabbit hole on social and connecting. Let's say you, yeah, let's say you own a spa, even just inviting the person for a facial and, or just saying like, um, would love to get my, my stuff on your radar. What's the best place um, that I can send you something that I think you would love just so that somebody gets a feel for it, let's say. Yeah. I would say that's a good thing to know is anytime I've um, created influencer marketing programs, I always include editors in them because there's nothing like building relationships with everyone that is essential to the success of your business. Um, So sending them to editors, because I think editors are influential. So to me, the word influencer isn't just tied down to you know, what most people think of as an influencer. It's connected to me, to editors, um, photographers in that space, or very influential people that are in the specific space of the brand that I'm trying to help build their audience. My other question for you is because now that social media exists and there's so many brands that have social media managers responding to DMs or responding to comments, and sometimes those things can be kind of alarming for brands. Maybe it's like, hey, why aren't you doing this? Or we noticed you did this or just calling them out for something maybe they don't believe in. But that used to be the role of PR people in their company. And now sometimes you have social media managers responding, but they don't have maybe the background in PR and how to properly respond. Maybe they do. So what is your advice to all brands and social media managers out there um, taking the role of a traditional PR person when responding to feedback or comments? Yeah, it's very tough. Um, I used to actually, I used to do that for um, a fashion retailer, like for about four years ago. And I learned the hard way that um, you have to be, well, first of all, I think you have to realize that one word can just, if you have the wrong, like the wrong word at one point, that can be screen captured. And even if you delete it, if it's there for a minute, you're screwed because it can go viral. And so I think, so just knowing how quickly something can go viral and spiral negatively, like it's, it could be very terrifying. So I think just having, making sure that you can like run, um, run those comments through either um, a senior person or maybe like through three other people, like a few other people on the team or kind of like someone at a more senior level, you'd never want to be too quick to respond. It's like, it's like that fine balance of you want to make sure you're acknowledging, but it's almost better to say that you acknowledge the comment and then write the more thoughtful response. I learned the hard way because I, I will never, ever forget this. It was when it was Hurricane Sandy and I wrote a tweet um, this is something like our thoughts and prayers are with all v- victims. 
And the fact that I wrote prayers was controversial. But I remember a lot of people were like, you cannot say prayers because then you start to bring like spiritual things. Like you can't assume that everybody has that level of spirituality. What was the solution during that situation? Like the best thing is literally to just sound human and to just say, you know what, we rethought, rethought. Just acknowledge it. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Acknowledge it. Literally what everybody's doing now, right? Better to acknowledge it, say like, we're human. This is, this is a better way to say it. Yeah. That's great advice. Thank you so much for being a guest on Tag Me Podcast. Thank you. It was so good. I feel like I can chat with you forever. (laughs) Same. It was so fun having you as a guest. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tag Me. If you enjoyed it, give us a shout out on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast. Let us know what you learned from the episode. Make sure to subscribe so you're always up to date on Tag Me episodes. If you have feedback on the podcast, guest suggestions, including topics, or you want to be a guest, visit us on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast and click the email button or slide in our DM. This podcast is for you, so please let us know how we can improve. We look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you on social. Don't forget to tag me.